Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm talking about the number one fantasy for men and for women. Can you guess it? That's right. I am talking about threesomes. Plus, I'm taking your calls, answering your emails, and your questions. Topics include all the boundaries, aftercare, and outcomes that must be discussed with your partner before adding a third into the mix. Other ways to have sex with your husband when penetration is temporarily off the table. Age difference difficulties. Should a 20-year age gap stop you from having the best sex of your life? And what to do when you're constantly on the road and looking for love but have no faith in dating apps. All this and more. Thanks for listening. If you've learned anything from me and from listening to this show, variety is the spice your sex life needs. So that's where I come in. But I know it can be overwhelming because I talk about so many toys and products and tips all the time that knowing where to start isn't easy. So I'm excited because I've teamed up with Good Vibrations to bring you my all new subscription box that has a selection of products I handpicked just for you. So every quarter, I'll send you a new collection to keep things fresh. This month, it's my winter warm-up collection featuring a fun selection of goodies that will definitely keep you busy this winter. You'll get a massage candle, warming lip gloss, which is fun for oral too, P.S., some super fun bondage tape. I love bondage tape. If you haven't tried it, oh my God. And an awesome rabbit vibe with lube. There's even a little greeting card you can leave behind for your partner to let them know you're ready for action. Once you sign up, we'll send you your first box and it's all a really good deal. You'll save up to $50 compared to buying everything separately. Plus, you know you won't get anything that I haven't tried, tested, and isn't at the top of my personal list. To get started, just go to sexwithemily.com slash box. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash B-O-X to start your subscription today. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. But you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, check out sexwithemily.com. Find me on SiriusXM Radio. I'm on Stars Channel 109, Monday through Friday, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific. You can get a free 30-day trial at sexwithemily.com slash SXM. Find me on all social media at Sex with Emily across the board. All right, guys. Hope you enjoy the show. All right. So yeah, we every night we've been posting because we know you guys, some of you want to call in, some of you want to ask questions on Instagram, which you can do every night. It's at Sex with Emily. But we notice, and email us feedback at sexwithemily.com, that sometimes there's just a whole host of questions about the same thing. And recently it was threesome. So I thought it's a good time to brush up on your old threesome tips. Always. And it's always interesting to see what's in the air. Right, Jane? Yeah. And apparently threesomes are that. Exactly. More so than usual. <laughs> More so than you. Like, they're always up in the air. It's always like, how can I do it? But lately, you guys are really... You guys are really all about <laughs> it. And just so you know, you guys, there have been lots of studies. In fact, you know, our friend was on the show who wrote the book about fantasies, and he said, he did the scientific research, Justin Miller, and he said that the number one fantasy for men and women was actually... 
have a threesome. Mm-hmm. Multiple, so, sex multiple, partners. multiple sex partners. Multiple. It could be more than three. It could be four. Because I'm a fan of the foursome. Emily is a fan of the foursome. She is like trying to make it the new I thing. Just it's the new think trend. It's more fun for everyone. I like that. More Can't fun be. Not for the everyone. awkward one in the corner filing your nails. I want to like make a jingle to that now. Yeah, do it. We're all jingle happy. We're making jingles. It's not happening. <laughs> jingle jangling. So let's read this email. <laughs> yeah. So this one in particular came to us from Marty, who's 57 in Indiana. He writes, Dear Emily. Wife and I have been married for 27 years. Mm. We watch threesome porn together and love it. We talk about having it, but I'm not sure if she wants to follow through. I'm really attracted to one of our good friends, but I'm not sure how to ask. What should I do? Ooh, okay. Marty, this is the perfect threesome one to start. We had to pick one. I'm glad we picked this one. Yeah. Okay, Marty. 27 years of marriage, amazing. I love that you're watching porn together. I often say that's a great way to test it out. Threesomes is something you want to tread lightly into that area. And it's not something you do to to fix a bad sex life. It's not something you do to bring yourself closer together. No, it's something you do when you are on super solid ground. Which sounds like you're on solid ground. But, because you're talking about it, you said you've talked about it. However, here's where I need to guide you. You don't want to bring in the good friend. You don't want to mention right away, hey, babe, I'm thinking of having a threesome, and how about our hot friend next door? That is not something that you want to do at all because your partner's going to be thinking that that's the only reason you're asking is because you want to be with the hot friend. Remember, Mm -hmm. we don't hear anything Mm -hmm. after that. Nope. Threesome, and then you put a name in there, all we can think is that's why you're asking me. So you you really want to talk it all the way through with her, and since you're not sure, Marty, if she actually wants to follow through, um, you have to say... You have to have the sex talk outside the bedroom and say, I know we've talked about this a lot, um, you know, through dirty talk and we've watched porn together and we've pictured it. Is this something, I think we should talk about if it's something we actually would want to go through with. See what she says. Let her know what you think. Let her know that you think you'd be interested if she's interested. Because remember, um, this is when threesome conversations don't go well and this has happened more times than I, I can even count. Yeah, we should have a threesome. I think your best friend would be hot, like Marty just said. I think this person would be hot. And that is never going to go well. You're not going to talk. You're not going to get your girlfriend to have a threesome. That's typically how it goes, is you're asking about your girlfriend. You're not going to get her there. But you can broach the conversation like, have you had any fantasies? Is it something you've been interested in? Have you thought about being with a third person with me here? Maybe they want to be with another man. It's not Mm -hmm. always with the woman. So that's how you start. You start unpacking it slowly together. And then once you decide... Okay, yeah, that would be interesting. Then you do some more dirty talking and role playing and you think, okay, well, how would it go down? What's off limits? What's on limits? You get to talk about boundaries. So some example boundaries are like, we don't want the person to sleep over. We definitely, you know, I don't want to see you kissing this person. I don't want to see any penetration. And, you know, you want to make sure that you both have aftercare with a threesome so are you going to connect afterwards and and kind of talk it through and make sure you're both in a good space it's really important especially after this to have to have aftercare because you know what if something went wrong and it didn't feel great to your partner now the thing about this is when it goes right um 
I think it can be really hard for couples because they do it once, it goes well, they feel great, they set boundaries, and then you kind of have it as built-in sex talk for a while. You're like, remember that time when this was going down with that woman, she was going down on you, or that guy was, you know, doing that thing to you that was really hot, and then you kind of play it through, and you guys are always asking me for some, you know, sex talk advice. When you have really hot things happen in the relationship, they don't necessarily expire. I mean, I know couples who've had like one threesome, and they're like, oh my God, for years, that's all we talked about. So it doesn't have to be a lifestyle. think of it more like a relationship experience and I have to say though you guys it it is not for every couple so I'm in no way saying because it's the top fantasies and I can remind you again there are two kinds of fantasies there's the ones we actually want to try like we really do we want to make it happen and there's the ones we just like to think about we want to talk about it either with you know ourselves when we're alone or with our partner in bed but it doesn't mean we want it to happen so you have to figure that out with your partner And also remember, you guys, I I do advise against the good friends. Even if they're a really good friend or like you know that they've slept with everyone. No. It takes the wrong turn. That person is still in your life. It gets messy. And I think that strangers are the better way to go. We had someone call in last night and they said they hired someone in Vegas. Prostitute or call girl. I feel like that's like one of the best ways to do it because it's more, first of all, they're going to be able to know how it's going to go down. And it's their job. So they're going to want to do a good job. Right. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, here's the boundary. Yeah, first she said, well, you know, it was kind of weird because the woman, not weird, but she said, at first I didn't know if I'd be into it because we hired this woman and she came in and started talking about the boundaries and all the thing. And like, it just wasn't sexy. But then you kind of get into it. You realize, well, we're going to start kissing. We're going to start moving through this, you know, threesome thing. And it gets, it's exciting. And then you realize after that, I just want to connect with my partner. And then she leaves. It's a kind of a very clean transaction in that way. I also had a friend who did something here in uh, Los Angeles with her boyfriend. They were in town for her birthday. And he found someone in L.A. to go over and play with them and give a massage. And she said the same thing. She said, at first, I was like, really? This woman? But they're also professionals. So you have your experience. They leave. And you guys get to keep the memories. Obviously, you want to use protection. Um, and you just want to make sure you talk it through. Now... The other questions that get asked often are how do we find the third then? Or what if we can't go to Vegas where it's legal to do these things? Um, FetLife is a great website. F-E-T-I-L-I-F-E. People are like in field. F-E-E-L-D. Tinder can work. There's also hashtag open which is a dating app that could be great another great way to find a threesome. And in talking to Erica Lust, her app is also could be a way to find a third. Yeah, the ex-confessions app. Yeah. Well, we'll put this all in the show notes at sexwithemily.com because that's what we do here. Everything we talk about, you can find there in the show notes. So, I know you're dying to hear about, well, Emily, what do you know about threesomes? I've had some experiences myself and I can tell you about ones that went right and ones that went wrong. Let's start with one that (laughs) went not so great. Okay. It wasn't horrible, but it was called, we like to call it the aborted threesome. And one of my favorite on-air stories about the aborted threesome is that (laughs) Jamie and I are so familiar with each other. We were early on in the show and I was like, the aborted threesome. And Jamie's like, oh yeah, that was a funny one. And then we kept going and Steve, our producer was like, ugh. You guys, everyone wanted to. You're like, wait, wait, wait. wait, What's an aborted threesome? The term alone. Aborted threesome. Which should be trademarked and just (laughs) used. I love Anyways, continue. Okay. We were in, I was away. I was in Mexico with a girlfriend for a week. All my crazy sex stories in Mexico. They really are. I know. <laughs> Love going to the Mexico. You gotta go to Mexico more often, just not but, that same place. No. Okay. So we were with a friend. We were, we were, I was with one of my best friends. And we had been on a kind of a, 
I want to say we've been on a threesome kick. This was a while ago. This was probably like 15 years ago now. And in the kick of like, we were, she had one and I had one. And so we were in Mexico and we met this guy and he was an American. Uh, we had mutual friends and we've been hanging out all week at this friend's hotel opening in Mexico. And we both thought he was really cute and we were flirty and we were hanging out. And we, nothing had happened so far, but it was like our last night and we had these beautiful rooms because we were there, it was our friend's place and we had like the nicest room in the hotel with like, it was like a suite. We had our own hot tub. We had our, I love the hot Ooh. tub. I know. We had like the big mirrors. We had a bed, a sun bed. We had our own, like our own area blocked off. Top of the whole hotel, the new grand place. I'm thinking this would be a good place to have some frisky fun this week. So it was the last night we'd both been flirting with him. We thought, well, let's have him over for a drink, see what happens. And then he came into the room and we're like hanging out and we knew that we had not been with him, but you know, we're having a few drinks and and he kind of, you know, playing music and it's a beautiful, warm Mexican evening. And we all start, he starts kissing. He's kissing me, he's kissing her. And then we move over into the bed. We still have our clothes on. And a very strange thing happened. We're lying in bed. We're starting to do this thing. And I'm just like, I have this feeling. And I think, I, I, I am not attracted to him at all in this way. Like my body, <laughs> I was like, I, I, I cannot, I, I will not know. I thought I like was. You felt it in your point, core. In my core. Because I, I can't fake anything. If I don't like you, you'll know. If I don't want to talk to you, you'll know. If I can't, yeah, if I'm at a party, I, I'm not a bullshit small talker. <laughs> You're really not. <laughs> I'm like, you'll know. And I was like, instantly my body goes, no, no, no. And I'm pretty open sexually. I can kind of get into a groove, as you know, make things happen. I was like, no. You sexual, no. I know. <laughs> right? Right? And so I, I, I looked at my friend. I'm like, oh. I looked at her and I said, I, I you know, I, I can't. And she's like, and she shakes her head. She's like, I can't either. She's really in the same moment. We're like, because it was sort of a force. This would be, we were playing, we were almost like the couple mm-hmm. saying this would be really fun. And we were playing it up and we just said, no, we can't, we can't. And we were very honest with him. And we're like, you know, let's just hang out and go back downstairs and have another drink. So that's my board. We were very honest with him. It wasn't a horrible situation. How do you I just take wasn't it? feeling it. He was totally fine with it. And then it became a joke and we're all friends. And then she actually did end up hooking up with him later that night. So oh. Not sexually, but in that moment, I was like, I can't do it. And I think. So, did you happened. guys kind of have like this we had telepathic we little like eye contact, like abort, abort, I was abort. like, abort mission, abort mission. Gotta go. Abort, <laughs> abort, abort. So, I'm like, no. And I don't know, had I had one yet? Maybe I had. I think that might have been, yes, I had already had one. So, let me tell you a story of a really good threesome. So, that was like aborted, just in the sense of, I think I was honest about it. We were honest about it. I didn't, it wasn't necessarily something. He's a wonderful guy, but we all know about attraction. He didn't do anything weird. He didn't change. I just didn't feel the chemistry. Mm-hmm. I hadn't been that close to him. Yeah. And also, it was my friend. So, what I realized was, even though she's a very dear friend, in my handful of threesomes I've had, they were with people that I the guy I was close with, but the women were not close of mine. So I feel like in my experience I've had with women, they weren't like my best friend. They weren't someone, so I didn't find my friend even, attractive. Even with your friend. I don't find it, her attractive like in a, that way. And it would, wouldn't it probably cause some kind of weirdness after? Like, I can just imagine. I'm thinking about my, one of my best friends who I'm actually very attracted to, but in, if it came down to us having a threesome, would I look at her differently? Afterwards, yeah, 
Right. That's what I thought. I thought I she is such a great friend. We're like sisters. I've known her for a long time that I don't think that would ruin our friendship. But I just knew that like it was like a sister. Literally, it was like that's not attractive. So and he's not incestuous. I'm remembering it now. Point. I hadn't really talked it through in a while, but that's what happened. It was more like, no. And that's when I realized that my other good and you guys can call us with your threesome questions, your swinging questions or your stories about threesomes or anything at all. Triple eight nine four seven eight two seven seven. So my one that went well was a guy that I was dating for a while in San Francisco and it was kind of my open relationship experience and we really it was really for the time it was great because we saw we had a very great understanding of our relationship we saw each other once a week and for about a year or so Mm -hmm. and we knew that we weren't looking for anything serious but we really enjoyed each other's company like if he had something to go to you know I'd go with him he'd come with me to my events and it was you know we were dating other people and it it actually worked because we were really open and transparent Well, one night he said to me, he said, there's this woman that I've been with before and she's never been with a woman before. And I thought about you and I'm like, and I hadn't had a ton of experience, but Mm -hmm. a few more than she had. You've dabbled. I've dabbled. And I said, I was like, let's meet. He goes, and this was why I thought it was the best way because he thought, he said to me, no pressure, but why don't we all get a drink? Let's go get a drink and just see what happens. And if something happens then or another time, we'll feel it out. So we ended up going for a drink, the three of us, and I thought she was awesome. She was super cool. We had a great connection. And it wasn't even so much that I was like in that moment, because I think that sexuality is fluid. And the Mm -hmm. way I felt, I was like, do I want to just be friends with her? I just felt we had a great connection. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, oh, I want to picture her going down to me in this moment. My mind doesn't work like that. I was feeling the energy between the three of us. We were having a good time. And I was enjoying the, the moment and the dinner. And then we took it back to his place. And he has a wonderful place. And um, perfect for that. Huge bed. Lots of like great yard, great food. He's always got a lot of snacks, music. He had it all going on. Fuzzy carpets and couches and things. And we went back and it ended up being this like really beautiful evening where we just kind of fell into it. He was, I, I had no hold on him. They had slept together before. You know me, I don't mm-hmm. I get it. I remember the jealous thing. I just thought we're all going to have this flow. And it ended up being this, we were all very respectful for each other. I, we all know we had been with each other and it just for what it was a great because a great threesome is kind of like a dance in that way I could tell you that people have often called and asked for specific tips and I can give you that but this one was just like we were respectful we would like make out and then she would be a part of it and then I would be a part of them and we were up like all night and it was it was really a hot thing do and you then, think with threesomes it's easier for sex not to be as linear Absolutely. there's so many places to go. Yeah, well, that's, that's such a great thing because what we've been talking about, and if you guys learn anything on the show, and I hope there's many you're learning, is that we really do have a goal here that I don't want you to think of sex as just the old in and out penetration, which is the name of our podcast today. It is. The for good the, old in and out. What is it? It's called, it's in and out. That's not what sex is all about. And if, for our California and I think Arizona listeners, if you think to the in and out jingle, that is where I came up with it from. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I liked it. That's not what it's all about. So yes, that's exactly what it is. It was this like, we would make out, and it wasn't even like we got right to the penetration. In fact, most of it was not about that at all. Most of it was more about just kissing and connection and like oral sex on everyone and definitely changing condoms when there was penetration, just so you know. If there's two women, one man, um, peanut condom changes going in and out of each one. But it was more like we would fool around. Then we would get snacks. Then we'd come back to the bed. Then we would like talk about things. It was just a very comfortable situation that didn't have a lot of pressure or jealousy. There was no expectations. It was, um, and yeah, it went on for a long time because we weren't like, 
And that is the thing about the threesome. It's not about the orgasm per se. It's about the experience of sex. So maybe that is good advice for you all who's in your twosomes. How would you, how would you make your, you can mix your sex life up by just mixing up the actual routine that you're doing. The making out, the kissing, the foreplay, the oral, like it can be around. You could do this for five minutes, do that. Bring out your massage candle, give each other a massage to get into the mood, play with different toys, go back to whatever kind of sex, intercourse. That sounds great. It was a good one. And we were all not attached in the way of like, it wasn't like it was a committed thing, but I'm telling you guys, I know it works. And initially we opened up talking about how it can work for couples too. And that's when you got to talk about all the boundaries and all those fun things so you can actually make it happen. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we come back. We're going to get into your questions. So how often has this happened to you? You just got done with a sweaty, hot round of sex and now you got to clean up. So what do you use? Like, where do you go? Especially if it's really messy, drippy. I mean, you know what happens. Well, that's where freshies come in. So my good friends, Lauren, Michael, and Weston at Woo More Play, you know them. I've been telling you about their coconut love oil for months because I'm obsessed with it. Well, they created Freshies. They're all natural, pre-moistened towelettes made with organic ingredients like aloe vera extract, cranberry, vanilla water, and coconut water. And of course, they're pH balanced, free of alcohol, parabens, dyes, and they're hypoallergenic. So you're also going to love the packaging. I mean, Freshies wipes are individually wrapped and come in a little package that look like an old school cigarette box with the flip top. It's just so cool. Each box has 10 wipes that you can keep in your purse, your car, your gym bag, wherever. And the directions on the box are everything. It just says directions. If you have to ask, you probably don't have a vagina. Brilliant. Trust me, you want these. To find freshies from Woo More Play, just go to sexwithemily.com slash woo. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash W-O-O and use code Emily for a special discount. Get dirty, get clean, and repeat. So I don't know, you have to listen to my show for a total of five minutes maybe before you hear something about the Womanizer. I mean, all their products are amazing, so I always share about them. But just when you think they might be at the end of their innovation rope, they're not because they shocked me again with the new Womanizer Duo. Okay, I've long called the Womanizer the clit whisperer, and now those whispers are carrying over to the G-spot. What? The Womanizer Duo uses the same pleasure air technology to indirectly stimulate the clitoris, but with an internal vibe, curve for internal stimulation to get the best of both worlds. Okay, let that sink in for a minute. Pleasure air technology and internal stimulation in one toy and you can have one turned on one off or have both on and select from the 12 intensity settings on either motor totally customizable plus it still offers that same smart silent technology as the womanizer premium you know in case you have roommates kids visiting in-laws randomly barging through your door that you could have sworn you locked hate when that happens it's also totally waterproof so you can use it in the bath or the shower Simple. This thing is insane. To check out the Womanizer Duo for yourself, go to sexwithemily.com slash womanizer. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash W-O-M-A-N-I-Z-E-R today. I am so excited to let you know you can now hear Sex with Emily live five days a week on Sirius XM Radio. You'll find me in Stars Channel 109, Monday through Friday at 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. But don't worry, the podcast is staying right here. My brand new radio show will have everything you love about Sex with Emily and more. Because every day I'll be interviewing guests, 
sharing the latest news, and my favorite part, taking your calls live on the air two hours every weekday. If you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you already know how great it is. If you never tried it, Get a free trial for 30 days. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash SXM. That's sexwithemily.com slash SXM today to try SiriusXM for yourself. See you there. All right, we have Michelle, 35 in Wisconsin. She says she's got a polyp on her uterus and can't have sex for a month. So what other ways can her and her husband have sex? Hmm. Okay, good question. How you doing, Michelle? I'm here to help. You've come to the right place. Of course. Thank you. All right. So, what else can you guys do besides you're saying essentially besides penetrative sex? Right. I had the surgery already. It's been removed, and I found out it's benign, so that's all good. But I still can't have intercourse for the next month. So, I was looking for, you know, some creative ideas to keep things spicy. Yeah. Okay. You've come to the right place. In fact, it's funny. We released a podcast yesterday. If you listen to our podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts, it's called uh, In and Out. That's not what sex is all about. I know that you're having this because you, you know, you're having a challenge right now. But for a lot of people, I, I encourage couples to look at sex as not just penetrative sex. So here's some things. First off is mutual masturbation. Have you guys ever done that? No. Okay, so mutual masturbation is actually a really hot way, which is why I love it. It's kind of a twofer because, first of all, you get to like look at your partner getting themselves off, right? Like you look at your husband and he's, you know, you see how he's touching himself and it's, you see that he's having pleasure and then you're touching yourself and you know, you can out externally, right? So you can still touch yourself, your clitoris. Do you master? Okay, right. Using a toy. And so it's hot, but also, you're kind of learning too. It's education. You're like, I didn't realize that he put his hand up under his balls or, or, you know, that he touched himself in that way and he can see you and it's how you use it. Maybe he'll learn something new. So it's just hot and it's a sure thing because you know you're both going to get off. So that's really fun. Okay. Another one is um, uh, massage. So I'm a huge fan of massage. I believe, I wish that every sex, sexual encounter started with a little massage because we know we all get anxious in our daily life and you guys could get like a massage candle which is really fun which kind of or just you know light candles and create atmosphere but a massage candle actually turns into warming oil or get some coconut oil lube we have a woo more play we love that so if you like you could blindfold him you could give him like a 10 minute massage you could you know the fun thing about blindfolding too is when you blindfold your partner you take when you take away one sense all the other senses become more heightened and then it's like everything feels great so like he won't know what's coming you can have some ice cubes by the bed or some warming lube or just play with like you know different things around the home like a hairbrush and different different textures and like sensory play or just massage them so that is some fun and then you could switch and then he massages you and then again using using a vibrator using toys together could be really fun and just playing it's just really fun foreplay and then you can end in I think all these if you're not having penetrative sex definitely end all of these in some masturbation um, it's also really fun to, to tease each other um, I think that teasing is kind of a lost art you know what I'm saying Michelle like remember when you first met and you guys were like teasing and you were like be- took a while before taking each other's clothes off so maybe right. if you kind of put some of that there, you're like, you know what? We can't even have sex. We're just going to like slow everything down. Maybe just like teasing over, you know, your clothes and over your underwear. Um, and also like teasing your, your like um, 
I think it's really fun to like leave your clothes on in these situations or maybe wearing some great fabric and then he's like touching your nipples through your clothes and you're massaging him too using different fabrics. You know, he's touching you over. Like this is just the whole slow sex movement, which I like and seeing like how different fabrics feel on you and um, some dry humping is fun. What else do we like here? Lube. Um, Those are some of our like... uh, Oral sex. Mm-hmm. Oral sex is amazing too. I mean, yeah, that goes without saying. How do you like oral sex? That don't, yeah, that's that's like the only thing I could think of. <laughs> right. So I was like, you got that. You got oral sex. But that why was not? Easy one, but I, I was, I was but, trying to be a little bit more creative. Well, I think um, I love the idea of massage. Like, do you like the idea of, like blindfolding and playing? With, I mean, you could just use a blindfold in your house. I mean, you could just use a a, a necktie. And it's really fun to kind of set the atmosphere and to like play with, again, all the senses. So you like, you light a candle, you use some ice cubes, you just play around with each other. Um, You could also play some sex games. We've got some really fun games. Or if you live near um, like a local sex toy store, they have like fun card games. There's one called Monogamy, like Monopoly, but it's monogamy. And, you know, you just get to know each other better. So I think use this time, which I think is kind of, you know, I hope you're not in any pain and it kind of sucks when you can't have sex. But I like the idea of... Of, let's have an exploratory month where we try new things. Maybe you start talking dirty. You role play. You know, you just you just have some fun with it. So it's not like, oh God, we got to wait. But like, wow, we learned a lot this month. I didn't know how sensitive my nipples were because maybe he didn't play with your nipples for longer than five minutes. You know, so I think finding other paths to pleasure. Maybe he loves when you kiss the back of his neck or you really slow down the blowjob, you know, when he's wearing a blindfold. We don't know yet. Oh, great. Thank you. You're so welcome. Um, check out yesterday's podcast, too. It'll help you out. Okay, Michelle? Thanks a lot. Hope you feel better. Thanks for calling. We got ideas for that. Mm-hmm. I wish sex was a little more... Wasn't just all about the penetration. Myself. It's not even the best part. Not even the best part? It's not. Oral's the best part. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, girl, you got this. You got a month of oral, Michelle. Lucky. Right? There's no excuse at that point. Right. It's like you literally cannot enter me. I like the idea also of them just trying new ways to, you know, different oral, like mix up your oral moves. Because she's like, oh yeah, I already thought of oral, but I want to do other things. But just remember that the way you've been doing oral with your partner, maybe you have that formula and you know it works, but there's just, there's so many other ways to, to, to play with oral. Like maybe you have forgotten the balls. There was a while where I had some kind of post-traumatic ball disorder I was like I think I'd hurt some guys balls and then I was like stop touching them for a while and I was like oh yeah go back to the balls play with them massage the inner thighs tease you know play with other parts of the body yeah bring back the balls bring back the balls and then if you're if you want to try and have not dabbled in rimming oh the anal play there's a great blog on about rimming on the site right now there are some great blogs on the site and rimming is yeah that's fun licking around the anus taking a shower together first yeah, you don't want to like surprise lick. I don't think. No, yeah, I don't think anyone wants a surprise. But you know, unless you guys are already in that groove, that's a fun thing too. We have Sonia, forty-five in Texas. She's having sex with a younger man, and she wants to know how to stop. Oh, hey, Sonia, thanks for calling. Why do we need to stop? Hi, Emily. Hi. Well, I think it's, I think it's turning into something of an obsession or an addiction on his part. Okay. I think it kind of might start to get unhealthy. Okay, well, tell me what's going on. How old is he, and tell me the story. Okay, okay well, he's 19, and he lived down down my block, 
And he came home from college um, about mid-May. And he um, asked me if I would help him with the job interview. And I said, sure, come on over. And when he came over, because I've known him, you know, since he was a young young boy. And um, he came over and basically said that, you know, he's had sex with a few girls in college. Um, he just finished his freshman year in college. He had had sex with a few girls. And they just laid there like a, like a, you know, a, right. just fish or laid they there. They <laughs> Yeah. And so he, I'll never forget these words. He told me, um, he said, since I knew what sex was, I knew I wanted to have it with you. Oh, wow. I since know. he knew what it and was, so, since he was a little boy living down the lane. I got it. Okay. So so I said no, I, and I turned him away, and I said no. I mean, I'm friends with his mom, and long story short, he wore me down, and this has been going on since mid-May, and I, I tell him not to come over, and he still shows up, mm. and the problem, Emily, is it's, it's, it's the best sex of my life. Um, it's it's just unbelievable, but I I think I need to I think we need to stop. Well, tell me, okay, what makes it the best sex of your life? Well, he he can go for a long time, and um, you know most most I'm I'm single, and the guys I date are my age, and yeah, you know, it's it's just not the same. Yeah, I hear you. I know that. So it's going for a long time. Is there something in it about? I understand why it's, it's it just doesn't seem healthy. And so I, but but is there something about going for? Is there something else in it that that is still still a little bit taboo that the mom doesn't know? Yeah. Oh, sure. Definitely. Okay. Um, so he's nineteen and you're forty five. Just to clarify. Okay. So so. I mean, honestly, I think you're right. I, I think that's a really big age difference, and it's something that you're going to have to uh, get out of the situation. And I think. It's part of the forbidden, and he can go for a long time, and it's so flattering, too. Um, yep. I think the best thing to do is just to be like, hold your ground, and just let him know that, like, you really can't do it anymore. And I hope, you know, I hope he's fine with it, and nothing goes, you know, nothing goes wrong here. But I feel like um, you have to you have to be the strong one here, because you really are the adult. So you have to be adamant, and you have to say, I mean, I mean, honestly, I'm hearing you. I'm, like, your age. I'm, like, I get it. Like, that that's like hot I mean I haven't done that 19 year old but like I think that you have to be the adult and just let him know and not leave anything open you've had your fun since May it's been a good two months but it sounds like I mean how long is he home is he next to home all summer yeah I just I feel like and because you, you're calling me saying it's becoming an obsession on his part but you don't really want it to end so tell me about some of the obsessive behavior that you're saying go away and he comes in is there anything else do we need to worry about his mental health at all no, I don't think so. He, you know, he just, he texts me and says, you know, he wants to come over and I tell him not to. And next thing I know, he's knocking at my back door. And uh, I just, I'm even afraid to, you know, I'm, I, I'm dating and, and I'm afraid to have anybody over at my house because he just might show up. And so, Well, this makes me nervous. I think that you have to tell him that you're seeing somebody out and this is going to be, I mean, he's not, here's the thing about young boys. You might be the first love, the best sex he's had. He's only been with young women. And we've seen some of these things not go very well. So I feel like, um, I, I don't know if it's a phone call, if you meet him somewhere neutral, if you can do that and be strong. But I think you really have to be adamant and tell him that it can't happen anymore, that you're, you know, that you're seeing somebody else. 
that it can no longer happen and then you just have to be strong and I think that you have to get out there and start dating again because you know how these obsessions are like if you and especially on your part that when we start getting out there again and dating we meet someone else and it'll be less intense for you and I know it's hard to find men especially a man who can go all day with those abs and, <laughs> right, okay. you know, 19. But I really mm-hmm. think that I, I, I'm just nervous. I mean, I could see him being a little obsessed. I get it. These things happen. I think there's like movies about this. And so yeah. I think you have to be strong. You have to be adamant. Have a plan and tell him he can't come over. And you got to be like, because you're the age of his mom. So I think you got to use your mom tone and say, <laughs> it can't happen again. We're not doing this. I need you to go find someone else on your own. You can't leave anything open. You can't even leave a possibility and you can even say I have an alarm system up and you can't come on my property. I know that's intense, but I feel like you're going to have to do something like that because he will just show up. Yep. Well, um, thank you, Emily. Yeah, you're so welcome. Let me know how it goes. Of course. I'm, I'm, I'm invested in this now. you got to let me know what happens, Sonia. Thank you for calling. All right, we have Jeff, who's 33 in Missouri, and he wants to know what are the best dating apps for truck drivers. Hey, Jeff. Hi, Emily. Hi. Great question here. Um, tell me what you've tried. Well, well I mean, I just uh, I've been divorced for about six years now. I've never really had good self confidence. Uh, you know, not without trying to go back into it. Didn't really have a lot of positive role models as far as friends or family. Mm, right, but, uh, I get it. I've also, you know, I'm four and a half years sober, and I cut myself off from all social media, just working on bettering myself. And I'm to the point now where, like, okay. Uh, I don't want to just do any one-night stands. Right. I want to meet somebody that I can, you know, go on adventures with and, you know, go travel the world because that's what I'm planning on doing. Mm. I got Tinder, but, okay. you know, right after I got Tinder, I got Satellite Radio, then I heard about your show, <laughs> and I Perfect. haven't really had any, uh, any luck with Tinder, but that's also, you know, uh, in my opinion, just like for hookups. Yeah, well, and it's I've not. I've talked to a couple women, and yeah. I don't really want to you just want to hook up no I get it well Jeff let me just say you sound amazing and I'm so first of all like getting sober is just not an easy thing to do how long did you say you've been sober was it four years you said four Four and a half four and a half years so congratulations on that and you you. definitely are bettering yourself so I I love that I I feel like um, honestly like first of all all these stigmas people have about apps like I feel like yeah, they probably say Tinder's a hookup app, even though I've said this over and over again. You get to decide. Like, if you're on an app and then you meet someone, you could even, I, I think it's great to talk with people first or, I mean, even FaceTime and just be like, I'm looking for a relationship. If you say in your profile, I'm yeah. looking for a relationship, then it's not a hookup app for you. No one's going to have like a gun to your head and be like, you have to hook up with me, Jeff. That's one thing. But I would definitely try other apps. Um, like, um, we hinge right Hinge is a good one where people just really are liking hinge right now because i think it's not just swiping right you guys i'm not on it but you guys have a lot of different there's a lot of different sections on it that people can just like like your photos your interest it tells you a lot more about people i believe that's why it's so interesting it's a little more um intricate detailed uh and then also bumble where women you you match with women it's kind of like came out a little bit after tinder but where you match with women but then they have to kind of send the first message and then there's another one that called that's called happen it's h-a-p-p-n and don't worry jeff will put these in the show notes and happen is a cool one because it's geographically 
tag so you can find meaning like if you cross the same person I think more than once it'll like match you because we all kind of run in our same paths and do our same things and maybe if you're constantly driving your truck around to same cities it'll be like oh you've come across this woman before like you've crossed paths before so happens another one and then there's a new one called hashtag open um, and it's for people who want all different kinds of relationships and so we're still just exploring that one but we've heard some good things about it So I honestly think that you should just kind of check those out and see. Now, I know you're a truck driver, so does that mean that you're not often in one place at the same time? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just, you know, since uh, my ex-wife got the kids, uh, it's just me and my dog. I I just work, 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 and I'm planning to save money. And then when I take, when I'm ready for a little break, I'll take some time off where my terminal is at. I'll get a hotel room for a couple days and then just, you know, but other than that, I just work. So that's why I didn't really want anything or it's just location-based. Right. Well, no, the thing is, though, here's the thing. I believe they are all location-based. Like, here's the thing. Wherever you're at, you can, I don't think you can change this. It picks it up where you're at. So, like, I was in New York for a week when I used to be on apps. It's like, oh, it knows you're in New York. So, it is all location-based. I, but I, I think you can set your locations, though, as well to be more of a, a wider range, like over 100 miles. You can do that. Okay. But essentially, like, you can't be in New York and looking for dates, swiping for dates in California, right? I don't think you can. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that's what I mean. But you can say, okay, I'll be looking for someone within a 100-mile range. And then my, my other yeah, tip... I mean, Pinterest yeah. was saying if you pay for the subscription, you can you know, look for people on the outside in a specific area. And I had a, I had eHarmony right after my divorce was done, but not, at that point, I, it was just... I, I shouldn't really been had it been looking right. for somebody, but I didn't really have any luck back then either. Well, eHarmony, people like eHarmony. They do like it. I've heard some good things about it. So what I would do for you, like I don't think you should be on all of them at once. In fact, it can be super overwhelming. So maybe do some yeah. perusing, check them out, and maybe just pick one to start with, one or two, and see what you like. And then also going back to your self-confidence thing, I just have to say that the more, and also you probably haven't dated a lot sober, which is a whole different world. I, I know a lot of people who go through this. They're like, I don't know, going out without drinking but I feel like um, how you get your confidence up with this is really just practicing talking to people wherever you're going like women men and just striking up conversations it just when we connect with people on an authentic level like even just like hey how about the weather and we often come around here or I like your you know be specific in your compliments like great hat you know I think that women like that they appreciate that but just practicing because dating and talking to people when we're is is a muscle like and so when we don't use it we lose it so just know that the more you do that you be comfortable your confidence will go up all right thanks jeff thanks for the call i think that's really helpful for a lot of people okay this one came to us from a lori who is 31 in illinois she writes hi emily my husband listens to your show daily he often comes home and discusses the segments he heard you talk about how masturbating can really help your overall health I also suffer from anxiety, and you had talked about how it can help relieve that as well. I'm not opposed to masturbation and do it during sex with my husband and find pleasure in doing so. However, I have a hard time enjoying it when I'm alone. I want to, and I try to focus entirely on just pleasing myself, but I can't get into it. I've tried with different toys and watching porn, but just can't get into it alone. Do you have any advice on how I can? Yes, Lori. I can help you. I can help my niece. I can help everyone. Thank you for this email, Lori, because this... This makes total sense that when you're with your husband, it works, you're masturbating, you're having a good sex life. Um, 
But when you're alone, when you're alone, you're like, well, what do I do? Like, where do I think? Where do I go? Not everybody naturally thinks about fantasies. So here's how it can work with sex, and here's some other things that might work for you for masturbation. Because again, I like to give you all options. I like to give you ideas, and then you create. You know, you make it your own. So. For some people, fantasy might be the way. For other people, it could be breath. But I want to go back to one thing here, though, Lori. I love that your husband um, comes back and talks about the segments. And I have to say that there's a lot of couples who have found listening to the show together has been really helpful for their relationship. Because you all know that, like, talking to your partner about sex isn't always easy. So if I'm saying it, you can be like, what do you think about that, babe? She's saying that masturbating is actually good for you. You think it's something you want to try or whatever. Or Emily thinks that we should try, you know, I wouldn't think you have to, but you could try it if you want. Or Emily thinks it might be nice to take a gander down anal lane. So, um, okay. So Bring here's a, a few things I want you to know. Exactly. Okay. So when you're out of bed, this is my first thing is about just the whole umbrella fantasy. Think about when you're out of bed, because we don't want to get into bed and have to think about once we get into bed or wherever we're masturbating, okay, now let me conjure up all these sexual fantasies. It just feels like another thing. Another friggin' thing. You're like, I, you already got me in bed to masturbate, Emily. I've already got my toy out, my lube, and now you want me to come up with some elaborate erotic fantasy? How dare I'm you? I'm done. How dare I'm you? I'm turning on Netflix. <laughs> I'm going back on Instagram. Fuck you. So when you're out of bed, think about things that spark your sexual arousal. So it could be a past sexual experience that you've had. And you could like jot these things down. It could, and you'll also remember if it's a, you might just remember, but it's helpful to like um, something or someone you desire. Maybe you just saw someone who was super sexy. You met someone at a party this weekend or a time for you, Lori, when your husband, like think about the, your most memorable times you had sex or the times that you saw him and you felt really turned on. And like write those down. Or when you're driving, Driving in the car, you could start to think about these scenarios. It could also be a scene in a movie. It could be something that you've read. And the other thing is if you're just overwhelmed with everything, like I said, hone in on something that's already happened. Like if it's already happened to you, use that. And you can also build on it. You could be like, like in talking to my niece, she was like, I don't want to think about this guy though, because he's just from the past. I said, well, if the sex was good with him, you could think about his body and another guy's head and then another, you know, like it's like it doesn't, Mm -hmm. there are no rules to fantasy. It's truly about finding what's going to spark that for you. So, you know, finding other erotica, you know, writing down your fantasies, moment with your partners that were hot. And then, so that's the fantasy route, which for many people, that's like a pre, could be a pre-masturbation thing or right when you get in bed, when you start touching yourself, you kind of use it for a warm up. Um, Things that have turned you on in the past, well, how I traditionally now, I would say I'm more of a in the moment masturbator where I'm like in my breath, I'm focusing on all of my senses. Um, I'm focusing on my breath. I'm lighting a candle. I'm feeling, because orgasm and sex, a lot of you write in that you're in your head and you're anxious, which is exactly what Lori's talking about. She's like, how the hell do I get out of my head? Like, if you leave me alone in my bed with a vibrator, I'm just gonna be thinking about my to-do list because that's what I'm doing all the other times of life. So if you could maybe start with a little fantasy, maybe you start thinking about the candle that you're, you've lit, right? So that's your scent. Maybe you're tasting something that you just ate your dinner or the chocolate you just had. And then really you focus on your breath. You're literally, you're breathing in and you're breathing out and you're moving it through your body and you're just relaxing and you're focusing on what you feel and touch. So how do your hands feel on your body? You don't have to go right 
for your clitoris. You can just start lightly, you know, put some lube or some Woo More Play, the massage oil on your fingertips and just start thinking, getting curious. And when your mind wanders, just be like, what am I feeling? Breathe. Oh, my hand's on my left nipple. What does that feel like? My hand's moving down my inner thigh. And then you're just breathing and you're feeling and you're focusing and you're present. And then if you're using a toy, which is awesome, (laughs) how does this vibration feel? How does this one feel? And then you start moving it down and over your body. Because you realize that when we are feeling anxious and we are out of our head, we're not in the moment. But when you engage the five senses, which is smell, touch, yeah, what are you hearing? Sometimes I just focus on what I'm hearing is my breath. Mm. But sometimes I'll focus on music if music is playing. So it's what are you tasting, seeing, Maybe you're watching your your belly rise with your breath. So you're watching your hands move over your body. Um, smelling the candle, taste, sound, touch, touch. smell, five. I know. don't. Why do I always do I that? I do too. It's like love languages. <laughs> right? Like taste, I, smell, <laughs> sound, touch, and taste. Taste. Do we see taste already? Taste, smell, sound. touch, sound. Here. Fuck me. Sight, hear, taste smell touch yeah okay we're good yeah. we got this guys oh, we know Jesus. what the five senses are Happy welcome Monday. back to- <laughs> but what i found when i'm anxious even if i'm driving in the car you guys this is how you get yourself you know back into the moment if your head's tripping i'm like hand on the steering wheels i'm listening to music i taste my gum i'm listening to the the sound on the radio and then you're in the moment and then all your thoughts which were probably distracting you and not really necessary at that moment will bring you back to the present moment the other thing is um, we love, you guys, CBD is huge right now. So also there's some great things that you can take like CBD as these uh, Veritas Farms, which I love Veritas Farms because they have their own goddamn farm. Like I understand there's a lot of other CBDs that are like different. There's so many now you don't know where to start, but I just like that they like, you know where it comes from and they have tinctures and they have balms and they have gummies and they can help you with anxiety. They can help you just kind of relax and even just taking a gummy or a tincture and then just saying like, it's not psychoactive, it's just CBD and like having a ritual, like my pre-sex or pre-masturbation ritual as well is like, like I said, lighting the candle, getting my toy out, putting my phone away, Lock, you know, locking the door, doing the things that I'm like, okay, I'm in my masturbation space, like my masturbation towel. So make it like part of like your morning routine, make your masturbation routine like a thing that you do to get ready. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Have all of your things nearby. Yeah. I only recently started getting into fantasies, kind of. Tell me what you do. Well, I do kind of like, I kind of have like a really fast, you know, like those like flip books where you flip it and it's like a thing happens like in yeah. the book or whatever like a story or something i kind of have that with like all my really hot sexual moments and like i kind of like in a, yeah it's like my spank bank but it's like a flip book spank bank and i go through all of it and then all the parts are always ever changing so there's always different different guys different faces in different situations so it might have been this guy that i'm fantasizing about but it was with a different guy that i did the thing and then i just go through a bunch of them and they're like really quick almost like my sex life is flashing before my right. eyes yeah and you've had to build up to that yeah because i used to just go like you like i would go straight for i'm like i know what an orgasm feels like so i just almost channel it i'm like right. i'm thinking orgasm 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 but lately because i've been using the same thing over and over again i'm starting to switch that up because it's not working as much. Yeah. So I'm finding that the fantasies are actually getting really hot. And I'm trying. But now I want to like write my own thing down. Right. I think you should write it all down. 
I think it just to th- or re- be reading your own erotica. I mean, I'll never forget the listener. It was like he wrote down erotica from his relationship of what he wanted his wife to do and what had turned him on in the past. And she read it and then she started doing those things and found out what turned her on as well. And like for me, yeah, it'll be like if I'm with someone, I don't know, I feel like sometimes I have more of the romantic fantasies. Like I'll be thinking about when That's I'm with someone nice. when we met or kissing and then I'll think about usually it's oral sex. So would you with say... With a woman, with a man going down on me. Usually it's people pleasing me. Yes, In my course. fantasies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you say though that... Do you fantasize actually more when you do have a partner or when you don't have a partner? I would say that when I have a partner and it's new, I fantasize about them mm-hmm. in the beginning. And then I think I mostly in my life have gone through periods of fantasy it depends on the day fantasy and just breath so I would say it doesn't fluctuate with partner but at different times in my life I've been more like I'll remembering things from the past or I'll have a string of memories of like oh these are all the the times these guys were going down to me or or we were having sex in this bed or like I'll think of all the guys you know what I mean or like, it's like a medley like the best of yeah and it changes at different times yeah. In my life. I like to have a lot of different things to go to. Or I'll watch like Erica Less porn. If she, I have to watch any porn. Yeah. She's just great. Well, because it's like, it's more than just like a two second thing. It's like, you know how they got there. Yeah. There's like a plot. A little bit plot. Not yeah, too much of a plot. Not enough to like, but it's it's good. When I feel like the plot gives you enough time to get into your mode to get ready for the action. If that makes sense. Right. Exactly. And there's like even just a minute of like a little bit extra dialogue I don't know yeah I know and it's like not like it's so unrealistic but you're like oh they met he was her ski instructor that's I just keep going back to that one I saw when oh that was a good one I know right there in the middle of the snow yeah yes and she's like a ski instructor and her friend's like you should go out with him she's like really yeah they're like I in Switzerland or something I know it was really hot and they're like wearing their cute little ski outfits and he's been teaching all day and then she makes him dinner and we want a little substance a little, little bit of plot a little substance in our porn just a little that's just for us all right, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you so much for listening, sharing with a friend, subscribing to the podcast. We love that. And thanks to my amazing team, Ken, Kristen, Michelle, producer, Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. All right, when I say anal sex, what do you think? Do you think, ouch, or no way, or it's only for exiting, or maybe you had a traumatic experience, or that makes me gay, or maybe it's something along the lines of this listener's email. Dear Emily, my boyfriend really wants to have anal sex, but I'm afraid I tried it once and it was terrible. What can I do to get over the fear? Well, I get a lot of these questions and you're not alone. Well, my friend Alicia from B-Vibe thought the same thing and she knew that without the right training and tools, it can be really hard to enjoy anal play. So she created the B-Vibe anal training and education set and trust me, she thought of everything. See, anal play can be very enjoyable, and this set from B-Vibe makes it fun and easy to get there. It actually includes some very important elements like the complete guide to anal play. It's kind of like a mini master's course in butt stuff. Next, it has three different size plugs to gradually get used to, 
as well as a lubricant applicator that makes everything so much easier. And if you're concerned about cleanliness, no worries. There's even an anal enema to get everything in order back there. And everything is super high quality and of course, 100% body safe. We are all obsessed with the whole B-Vibe line. To learn more about B-Vibe's anal training and education set, go to sexwithemily.com slash B-Vibe. That's sexwithemily.com slash B-V-I-B-E today.